Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital media and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Holman, and in this episode, I spoke to musicians on Thunk and Awful Tunes, two members of the Free Harmonic Orchestra. The group of 12 musicians was organized by Steve Combs and Simon Mathewson to produce Free Harmonics Volume 1, a collaborative album which is available now on the Free Music Archive. Welcome to Radio Free Culture, and thanks so much for joining me. I want to start by just asking you all your names or your artist names and a little bit about what you do. Sure. Well, I'll start. My name is Trevor Tunnicliffe. I put my name uh, as a musical label as Unthunk, um, but I'm happy to be known by my name. It's just that people give themselves a name. He's Trevor. So I do. Call me Trevor. (laughs) And I do music as... I would say best word for it is recreation now. I tried to make a living at one time and decided that that wasn't in my best interest or the world, so it's now a recreational activity. Uh, hi, I'm Awful Tunes. I, I write songs for a band called Half Cocked, and due to your graciousness, uh, we put out stuff on the FMA. I was contacted, I guess about a week ago, by Steve Combs to tell me about this super group that's been forming um, without my knowledge, which is awesome. And it's called the Free Harmonic Orchestra. So I want to know a little bit more about this, how long it's been in existence, and what the concept or drive is behind it. So here's where we get a yellow brick road sort of situation, because I would say, from my experience, Steve is the mastermind. I was contacted by Simon Matheson about this yes, gig. Yes, he's, he's running the show. So we can say what we think it's about, but all we can really do is say, Steve, you're so great for thinking this up, but <laughs> it might not be true. The way I take it is that those two guys, Steve and Simon, worked together on a similar collaborative project recently and had so much fun at it that they wanted to expand to a larger project, more collaborators and That's why they sort of trolled around uh, FMA for other people that might be interested in doing this. So the concept to me is that that it's a a pretty random game. I'm going to call it a game (laughs) because as a recreational guy, that's what works for me, is that they kind of set up this lottery system and then, well, first of all, they found people who were interested, like Awful and myself and 12 people in total. So you got this set of 12 people and then they assigned through a random process who's going to work with who and the concept is you just got to go through the a b and c process of the three collaborators assigned to each song and see what happens yeah essentially it's a, an exquisite corpse of sorts exquisite um, corpse. yeah it's a data art work if you will where someone lays down a base basic tracks hands it off to someone else See, the original exquisite corpse is you'd fold up a piece of paper or a canvas and someone would paint on one side and then hand it off to someone else and they'd paint on the other without seeing what the other person did and then so on and so forth and then you open it up and you have this 
sort of mosaic of uh, different contributions. I and think it was like a poetry thing. Like you would write a yeah. line of poetry and leave one word on the next line and fold the paper over, and then the next person would finish that line and write their last word on the next line. And then it would be this really surreal poem <laughs> at the end. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That, that is really great. And I, I think that that helps to uh, give a new perspective to me. Like, what did I just be involved in? It is a little <laughs> bit different than that in that you do get to see, I guess everyone doesn't get to see, it's a one-way process, but you do get to see what's on the rest of the paper and, and you actually react with it. So it's not so much a, it's not entirely data in the sense of it being random because I felt that a lot of what was of interest was seeing what awful laid down that I have to now work with. So yeah, it, it is it's sort of a one-way collaboration. That's right. In this process, people were allowed to sort of react to their, uh, the people who preceded them, but they didn't know what the person they handed off to would do. Um, and I, I found it very, well, first of all, I was very surprised that um, I was asked to be involved because I'm really low rent, low brow, low fi, <laughs> and and uh, all the other artists are just so much more polished than than what what I do. Um, but I, it was it was definitely a fun exercise. I will say that your greatest asset, because I'm I worked on one song with you, number two, which I um, you don't know what I did with it. But I first of all I would say yes. You're definitely visceral, hence the name, and you bring, like, you're the man for you want to rock out, and I think that's, a, that's a, a great quality, but also, I thought you cleaned up pretty good compared to some of your other recordings. <laughs> You've been talking to my parole officer? <laughs> officer! Uh, so, it sounds like there's a uh an album that's maybe still in production, or is it finished? Lee Rosevier just generously agreed to produce all the tracks, and he's been dumping them into a Dropbox site. I believe all 12 tracks are done, and now we're working on the album cover, which is sort of being produced in the same vein. Everyone is asked to submit uh, a tile, if you will, uh, you know, a four-by-four four tile, and it's going to be put to stitched together. Um, so the artwork will be an exquisite corpse as well. Have you heard these tracks? And like, if so, how would you describe the music that is on them? Yeah, so we did get a chance to, um, the Dropbox is accessible to us all, and I'll just make a slight uh, correction to Awful that there's one track that is not complete, it's mine, I'm the guilty party, and it is <laughs> addressing Awful. I was trying to cover your tracks. I can, I can take the shame. Um, <laughs> It is actually your part that I'm trying to keep up with because you have a, such a lively playing style compared to my nerdiness that I'm, I feel I need to give another kick at the can. But that's the one piece that's left. Everything else is in Dropbox. I have heard the other tracks and I do get that um, exquisite corpse idea out of it because when you see what you contributed to and then what came out the other end, it is quite shocking. Very eclectic, I think. And each piece sort of is a mood, if you will, or just like a little vignette. It does, it does raise this issue that if you and I are working on a project and we release it on Free Music Archive and say, that was fun, I knew it for recreational, you are definitely an inspired artist, I would say. So 
Some people are actually make a living at their thing, or, or, or they do it as a professional activity. But in this kind of thing, exquisite corpse, a game, whatever, it's hard to think of it as a, what's the audience for such thing? It does feel like it's a little bit for ourselves or maybe for other musicians to see, like, how does this process work, rather than it being something you might want to put in the soundtrack or listen to on the beach or something like that. So I think that's, that's for me, a missing part of what is this all about. It, it's a little bit internally focused, maybe. I think the key, key thing of the whole project is sort of getting people from all around um, the globe, if you will, to just get, to get together in, in sort of a virtual room and and make make art and, and that's the wonderful thing about it um we used uh facebook <laughs> as our uh, medium for communication and um it served its purpose in that it was very immediate and and we weren't doing email strings and things like that i i really th think that more artists should get involved with just collaborating with people around the world um, just breaks down the walls for artists and it allows them to get out there meet other artists work with other artists that that's the great thing about it and i think that's that's what F, the fma um, presents to everyone it's just it's it's music out there it's free people you know i've i've had um uh Film producers approach me and say, hey, I want to use one of your tracks. Um, that would never happen with SoundCloud or something like that. How's that for a plug? Yeah, we hear that a lot, and it's great. I'm, I'm really happy that we are sort of a... I mean, one of my hats that I wear that I identify is switchboard operator. I put filmmakers in contact with artists all the time, and it's great. And I'm also glad that FMA offers like a platform for collaboration between artists. I mean, with in this case, you know, I'm not sure how long you all have been working on this project, but um, it's really cool to hear about how, even though you live in different places, you're able to collaborate via the web and to, you know, do things that, you know, with the technology of 20 years ago would be impossible. So... It's fair to say that the, the Free Music Archive is a, was a prerequisite for being involved in this, because that's how I understand Steve and Simon look for collaborators. It's, it's, it's because of what you've created as a, as a community that, that we have these people <clears throat> available to be contacted. And then, I guess, to answer the audience question, it, it is for that community to say celebration of who, who, who's doing stuff here and what is it like when you see them not in their own silos put in their own things, but when they start to mingle and, and give this kind of kumbaya about world harmony and whatnot. I want to jump in. I think we were missing answering a question you asked earlier. We've been doing this for about a month, maybe two months. Okay. Is that true, Trevor? No more than that. It's been yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, it, it was very holistic in a sense. I, I, don't, I don't like that word, but I think it fits. <laughs> Yeah, so do you all plan on releasing the stems and the album at the same time? Correct, yes. That, that's the goal. Um, to, just to keep the interaction going. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Um, what is your favorite part of doing this project? Meeting Trevor. Very good, thank you for saying so. 
No, seriously. Um, I really like meeting different folks. Um, and when, when people signed up, I went to their um, pages and checked out their music. Um, and it was nice to get exposure to, to what other folks are doing um, and, and then to get to work with them. That, that was uh, the most rewarding bit for me. Yeah, for me, I would say it's, it's being taken out of my comfort zone. And Meeting Awful has definitely done that because you're a bracing kind of guy. It's exciting. <laughs> and being faced with a set of stems from a stranger that you have to actually step up and, and support and add to and pass on, it really was a satisfying challenge to try and deal with that. And I think that as a spin-off from it, I, I can see that I could well be asking Awful to play drums on something that I'm working on or take some of those stems and work with them kind of thing. So it's, it's a challenge that is not just flash in the pan and being done, but it's got some legs potentially. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like you all had pretty good success working together. Do you think you might work together on this particular project again? Or do you think this might just spin off into smaller groups of, of collaborators in the future? When we came up with the naming situation for this, there was a, like, again, with the whole random vote rule-based process, like the album and the, the STEM assignments, we voted on names and it came out to be a volume one was the name. So that indicates that there's at least some interest in doing this sort of thing again. And speaking personally, having Steve type person being the rule maker and setting the process in motion makes it much easier to do a structured result. But I the also, commandant. Yeah, like, like just when Awful and I were joking about, well, we could work on this thing together. I do definitely see some spin-off potential. So I think both is the answer. Yeah, that's what I hope happens, is that it just sort of branches out and spreads. It may not be this, the same folks for Volume 2, but it will be like-minded folks who are uh, interested in collaboration and willing to sort of let go. I was trying to quickly grasp what might be applicable that's happening over here. The project that I was most thinking collaboration would be useful for, and that is a found instrument out where, where I am. I live on a small island off Vancouver, and there's a driftwood beach. Sweet. And what happened at this driftwood beach is there's three logs of interest, and one of them got jabbed in a storm between two others, so it was sticking out, sticking out like a prong, you know, like a door stopper with a spring on it, but 50 feet long. Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. And the two logs that are at the end have tackle from log booms. So if you imagine a whole parking lot size raft of logs that are used to move from where they get cut down to the pulp mill or the, mm -hmm. the, the yard, there's lot, lots of huge chunks of metal tackle. I found this thing and I twinged it, but it's a very boom, wow, wow kind of speed. So I took my recording gear out there and I made some recordings of this instrument. And I, I see this as a rhythmic track for some sort of, you know how EDM or modern electronic music kind of just goes on and on and layers over it? Mm -hmm. This is a very organic version of that and it doesn't quite have a stable tempo because when you make the bigger wow 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 it slows down a little bit as all the tackle gets moving 
but it's a fascinating instrument. And it's kind of like my next recording project. And I'm looking for a way to make that happen. So I'm just throwing that out there as a mix of like a collaborative project because it's, it wants to invite participation because it's not really a composition. It's like, how do you react to this big machine? It's just gone now, like the next storm, it was gone. So it's like we have this one recording where we can do something else. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah, I, I dig field recordings and, and found sounds and music concrete, mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's, uh, it's, it's another way of just sort of orchestrating natural sounds. Um, Do you all have anything else that you'd like to add to our interview as far as things you'd like people to know about the project or just thoughts you have on the project itself? I just want to thank you um, for having us and uh, allowing us to access to the FMA. What you're doing is a wonderful thing. And uh, keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And not only do you cultivate the community, but giving us an opportunity for a little plug is great. And I think also while you're doing the sharing around the shout outs, I think we really need to. Um, give notice to Steve and Simon who dreamt up the idea and got the whole thing going. Absolutely. Sorry they couldn't be here today, but um, they're the ones that really should be getting the credit. Thanks for taking the time this morning to show up and discuss this super cool project. I'm really looking forward to listening to it and uh, sharing news of it around the web. Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive. Our theme song this week is The Spider-Man's Nano Loop by Uncle Bibby and can be found at freemusicarchive.org under a Creative Commons attribution license. The artists involved in the Free Harmonic Orchestra are A Glow Hollow, Blue Dot Sessions, Candle Gravity, Half Cocked, Jazar, Matt Oakley, Monk Turner, Scott Holmes, Simon Mathewson, Small Colin, Steve Combs, and Unthunk. And the full stem pack is available on archive.org if you want to remix or reuse any of the individual parts of the album. To submit a remix, visit the album page and click on the Contact This Artist button. <laughs>